Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Ty Jerome with the ball. Over to DiVincenzo to Clay. Right corner lets it fly. Number 11 on the night. There are two plays, Tom. Two plays the Warriors are running right now. And what are they, Tim? Get the ball to Clay. Clay, come get the ball. <laughs> yeah, that was a winning formula for the Warriors tonight. Uh, get the ball to Clay and have Clay go get the ball to the tune of 42 points in 35 minutes. 11th three pointer you hear there of his 12 on the night as he finishes 12 of 17. And the Warriors get the win over the Rockets 116 to 101. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap up. On 95.7 The Game, John Dickinson with you for the next hour as we dissect this one and the Warriors back to 500 once again as they improve to 30-30 and 30 on the season. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text. And if you're still in the Chase Center Thrive City area, you can stop by and say hi because I am broadcasting from the Warriors shop at Thrive City in the West Plaza, which is open and very much alive at this point with a lot of Warrior fans coming in and, and it'll feel good Friday night getting their Warriors gear and uh, it, it's the largest selection going of Warriors apparel and a couple of featured items for tonight to, to let you know. Uh, tonight's Warrior Shop featured items of the game uh, celebrating Filipino Heritage Night, what was going on uh, throughout the evening here. A flat bill snapback hat, graphic tees, a curved bill dad hat uh, for $29.99, and uh, also a lot of people making the best of the clearance items on some of these clearance racks, select items up to 50% off right in front of where I'm broadcasting from here on the second level uh, up the stairs here at the Warrior Shop and uh, Warrior fans celebrating a win over the Houston Rockets in this game tonight. All right, 888-957-9570. Clay Thompson, just vintage Clay Thompson. And and you look at the Warriors, we talked about it last night and and talked about it a lot as far as tonight goes and just the the simple fact that, that this was a game that the Warriors absolutely had to have when you look at where they are in the landscape of the Western Conference coming in again at a game under 500, not having Andrew Wiggins for a third consecutive game, Steph Curry still at least a a week to a couple of weeks away from being able to return. And it felt like it has so many times, as we talked about on Warriors Live, been a situation where 
every time the Warriors have needed to answer the bell to, in essence, save the season and prevent themselves from careening into significant sub-500 territory, which could put their, forget about top six playoff hopes in jeopardy, but but just the play-in or top ten playoff hopes in jeopardy uh, from time to time. And, and the Warriors have answered the bell uh, in those different instances this year, the 10-4 and four stretch after being 3-7, and seven, the five-game winning streak on the homestand around the holidays, and, and the Warriors have been able to uh, get the job done when they've had to. And tonight, it, it started off ugly for Golden State early in the game. Uh, Warriors having to play some players out of rotation that hadn't been playing a lot, uh, but it was a night where it wasn't always pretty, but Clay Thompson, as we talked about on the pregame, set the tone for the Warriors and it was just a vintage night, you know, independent of, hey, the Warriors needed a win. Hey, they need to continue to hold themselves up in the Western Conference standings. This was a monster game for Clay in a game they had to have with him just as good as he's ever been, really, in, in his career. A plus 32 and the leadership on full display carrying this team to a, a game that they essentially had to have and another box checked for Clay Thompson along those lines as well because he did it in the second of a back-to-back he did it uh, when it looked a couple of months ago as if he may not play any back-to-backs this season or, or heck potentially any back-to-backs for for the remainder of of his career if that had been on the table I don't think anybody would have quibbled with it given not only the knee injury from 2019, but the Achilles injury from 2020. And, and not only now is Clay Thompson playing in back-to-backs for the second time, obviously he did it before the All-Star break, but he's able to play and put up vintage Clay performances on the second of back-to-backs. So independent of how big this game was for the Warriors to get, and they desperately needed it and all of that, it was also the storyline of, of Clay Thompson uh, Another milestone, another box checked, however you want to look at it, in, in his return toward trying to be the, the player and, and the champion that he was at earlier stages in, in his career pre-injury. There's still a few more clunkers than there used to be, but I think as this season has gone on, there have been a lot more of the vintage clay games than I think you would have anticipated uh, as, as far as the way things looked a, a couple of months ago. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors win 116-101 to 101 over the Rockets. Now 30-30 and 30, uh, on the season, and uh, Clay Thompson, the headliner in this one for the Warriors as he goes for 42 points. 12 of 19 overall, uh, but he took 17 of his 19 shots from three, and Clay uh, able to score the most points in NBA history for a player who did not make a two point basket. <laughs> most points in NBA history for a player that did not make a two point basket. Uh, a lot of other just notes from this one the Warriors spectacular from three-point range as they knocked down 26 tonight, which tied the second most 
three-pointers in a game in franchise history for the Dubs. They, against Oklahoma City in May of 2021, hit 27 three-pointers. And the Warriors have just obliterated the Rockets from three-point range this season. 26 of 54 tonight. They hit 25 of 52 in December. And in November, 24 of 47 uh, from three uh, in in these games. And Klay Thompson's been a monster in his two games against the Rockets the last two uh, he went for the 42 in the game tonight, making 12 threes and then hit 10 threes in the game back in November that he played at uh, in Houston, which was the Warriors' first road win of the season. So uh, the Warriors very comfortable against the, the young Rockets and just a, a historic-type night for Clay Thompson and impressive and, and much needed and a night to, to just kind of soak it all in uh, with, with the fans here inside Chase Center who were, who were loving uh, every single minute of it. Uh, got some bad news before the game as far as Draymond Green, who Steve Kerr initially had said it looked like he was going to be able to play after going through the, the pregame warm-up. Uh, but Draymond went through the pregame warm-up, was pretty sore, took a knee last night, banged knees. Uh, and so he came up sore, and the Warriors sat him, rested him in the, in the second of the back-to-back with that injury, even though it looked like he was going to be able to play. Uh, and that opened the door for the Warriors to dig deeper against a, a young Rockets team that you know, has a lot of young players themselves, but in some ways are the perfect team for the Warriors to be more comfortable playing their young players against with the Rockets having so many of their own and obviously not having Kevin Porter and not having Jalen Green in the fold. And so the Draymond injury essentially meant that Patrick Baldwin Jr., was going to get an opportunity to play with the Warriors only having 10 players in this one. And so Moses Moody had been penciled in with Steve Kerr praising him significantly in the pregame press conference saying, hey, I got to give him a shot. He's been a true professional. Hell, compared him to Kavon Looney with his professionalism and his stability and and the way that he's been able to play and, and really help this Warriors team. And so you look at that, and you knew Moody was going to get a shot to to see some minutes that he hadn't been getting of late. And then the Draymond injury means Patrick Baldwin Jr. is going to get some run as well. And, you know, tonight was a night where, yes, against the Rockets, yes, against a young team that does have the worst record in the NBA coming in, and it dropped seven in a row leading up to the All-Star break. But regardless... There were some players on this Warriors roster who hadn't been getting opportunities, who were going to get opportunities tonight and did get those opportunities and were able to make uh, an impact on a win. Uh, And so I think that is something that you also file away as you look at this one. And, you know, Patrick Baldwin Jr. made his case in 15 minutes to play a, a little bit more than he had been, scoring 11 points and knocking down three of five from three point range. He looks super comfortable with the the ball in his hands on the perimeter knowing where he has to be within the context of the offense and and his shot is is just pure uh he he just is a knockdown player and you know Steve Kerr had said before the game that he really projects to be a a rotation type player uh for the future in 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 his NBA career and you know as he's played and and tonight was not the first time as he's played I've, I've made the point that he does look as comfortable at this stage of his NBA career four months in as any Warrior player that 
the Warriors have drafted in in recent memory. And I mean that you know Jordan Poole four months into his NBA career did not look this comfortable going back to the the pre-pandemic 2019-2020 rookie season. Jonathan Kaminga last year made an impact at different times, but never looked as just comfortable. Uh, as he has on this, this, uh, you know, as Baldwin has in his minutes, Moses Moody, somebody that I know many Warrior fans have been clamoring for for more from, never quite looked this comfortable a year ago at this time, and so I, I think Baldwin is intriguing because he does the one thing that basically can get yeah on the floor almost on any team, and that's shoot the basketball, and he seems to be steady enough defensively in the team concept the Rockets at different points tried to attack him but he's just an intriguing player as far as his ability to help spread the floor space the floor and and also you know just open things up for others on the offensive side if he can be even remotely competent on the defensive side he has the ability I think to to help this this Warriors team sooner than later I know it's probably not going to be soon enough for a lot of the Warrior fans who had been wanting him to be getting some of Anthony Lamb's minutes with as poorly as Anthony Lamb had been playing of late. Moses Moody, uh, I thought, uh, made an impact tonight uh, for the Warriors, even though he was one of four. He was a plus six. And and you go through the the second quarter tonight, uh, the Warriors, a 13-0 run with the game tied in the second quarter. and, And the Warriors at a lineup of you know, Moody out there with, with Anthony Lamb, Jamichael Green. This was before Patrick Baldwin had come into the game. Ty Jerome was out there, and that group was a quick plus 10, and it ended up being a 13 to nothing run as Baldwin came in, immediately hit a three. Baldwin hit another three in the first half that stopped a, a Rockets run, and it was part of uh, this 40-23 to 23 second quarter, which really flipped the game, and the Warriors never looked back from that point on after a, a clunky start that saw them down seven and had, uh, I think, a, a lot of murmurs of concern throughout uh, Chase Center as to whether the Warriors would really find themselves in trouble uh, on this night against uh, the, this Rockets team that came in with uh, the NBA's worst record. So 888-957-9570, 888 It's Warriors wrap-up here on a Friday night on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson uh, with you at the Warriors shop, Thrive Cities West Plaza, as uh, things winding down a little bit in here. But, uh, yeah, people... Uh, making a lot of purchases. Good night to, to grab your Warriors gear. Feeling good off of uh, this Warriors win. Had the opportunity to do Warriors live from here before the ball game. And uh, always great to get out and see uh, Dub Nation and this Warrior fan base. And uh, even more fun when they are happy and celebrating a big win and a legendary Clay Thompson type performance. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get to our hardest worker of the game tonight which is brought to you by AC Transit Jerome down the lane stripped by Nix Looney again with the loose ball the Thompson fading out of bounds got it and he got fouled ridiculous and that brings the crowd to its feet here at Chase Center yeah, that kind of night Clay Thompson hardest working player of the game as if there was any doubt uh, Clay with the 12 of 17 from three, 12 of 19 overall, the most points in NBA history for a player that doesn't make a two-point shot. And uh, Clay Thompson, just uh, unbelievable. Fourth 
40-point game for Clay of the season. And uh, so Clay, our hardest-working player of the game for this one. AC Transit looking for hard workers and is offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. Uh, Clay Thompson, our hardest-working player of the game. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up as the Warriors 17th time this season the Warriors are exactly 500 but uh, they get one they had to have tonight against the Rockets so back to 30 and 30 and looking at uh, what is going on on a wild night in the NBA uh, Warriors going to pick up some ground as you look at uh, the standings in, in the West going to pick up some ground on Minnesota with the win tonight as Minnesota lost at home to Charlotte. They'll separate themselves a little bit from Oklahoma City uh, as Phoenix beat OKC 124 to 115. And right now, maybe the game of the year in the NBA, uh, which is going on right now in Los Angeles uh, between the Clippers and the Kings, they are tied at 164. It is 164 to 164 as they are set to go to a second overtime down at Crypto.com Arena. The Clippers had a 14-point lead in that one with about four minutes to go. The Kings ended up tying it and forcing overtime, and now they're going to a second overtime uh, with the Clippers and the Kings tied at 164. That is not uh, a misprint. I did not misspeak uh, as they are playing a wild one down in Southern California. And so the Warriors are going to gain on somebody. Uh, a couple of teams that are above them currently in the Western Conference playoff races. You look at the standings, uh, the Warriors right now, uh, with their win improving to 30-30 and 30 on the season. Uh, Golden State, uh, that's enough to move them into a tie now for eighth and, and really seventh essentially because Minnesota's 31 and 31 Warriors will get a crack at Minnesota at Chase Center here on Sunday afternoon Pelicans are even so the Warriors basically in a three-way tie now for seven eight and nine moving in front of Utah separating from OKC and an opportunity to pick up on on the Clippers or the Kings somebody's going to lose that game assuming it it ends here uh, eventually down in, in Southern California. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, so uh, another half game in the standings to be gained there. The Warriors two and a half back of the Clippers, four back of, of Sacramento. And so uh, time to potentially gain some ground there uh, for the Warriors, depending on the outcome of that one. All right, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with the media, addressed uh, everything about this game, contributions from the young players, and of course, a lot of questions about Captain Clay and the vintage Clay Thompson performance. Here's the head coach. It was on a back-to-back. -back. Uh, you obviously needed scoring from somebody. Uh, how much of that was just Clay? Gutting it, gutting it out, and how important a step do you think it is just for him to do this on a back-to-back -back when everybody knew he had a score? Yeah, I mean, he was brilliant tonight, and um, it's just you know so great to see him now at the point where he can do this. Um, this was his second back-to-back, -back, obviously, 
uh, first one being just before the break. And I think that night we limited him to, to 25 minutes. So uh, he looked great out there, um, not only with the shooting, but, um, you know, his rebounding was a factor, uh, his defense, and playing 35 minutes, second night of back-to-back, -back, that's big time. Play shooting percentage inside the arc is barely better than it is beyond the arc. Does that make sense that he would take, like, 14 of his first 15 shots from three? It's clay, so yes. <laughs> is that something that, from him, that you kind of welcome, though, him, is him taking the, the threes and maybe not going with the mid-range shots? Uh, I like the mid-range for Clay because he's a great shooter. Um, and those are, are shots um, that he's going to have to to hit from time to time. You know, tonight was a night where he he found some openings from three. So um, if the if the threes are there, we'd rather have that. But um, depending on what the defense is doing, um, we need Clay, Steph, Jordan. We need our best shooters shooting, um, you know, from the mid-range to, to – um, you know, because we're it, it's often just the best shot we're going to get. Were you considering keeping Clay to a certain number of minutes and that changes because the way he was playing and also the way you were playing when he was out was pretty dramatic or yeah. was this fine to get playing this many minutes? There really wasn't a minutes restriction on him coming in uh, because of, um, you know, how he got through the last one, how he's been feeling. Obviously, having the All-Star break, I think, uh, helped refresh and recharge him. And so we just tried to get him a couple of breaks here and there, but um, there wasn't a minutes restriction going in. Was Baldwin in the plans initially tonight? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when Draymond went out, um, you know, Baldwin was automatically um, elevated into the rotation. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Draymond. Uh concern at all about the knee i mean no. it sounded like you thought he was gonna play pre-game yeah i thought he was gonna play but but it was pretty sore he took a a, a, a knee last night and uh, pretty sore and i thought it was um you know clearly the right decision he's been playing night after night um i thought it was a really good night for him to uh take off and then we have tomorrow off and he'll be should be ready to go on Sunday. How Would, good was Baldwin for you tonight, though, in that? It's great. Yeah. Uh, Patrick has been uh, getting better and better. You know, he spent a lot of time in the G League, really working hard, getting a lot of good practice time. You can see the way he shoots the ball. But I I was thrilled, uh, you know, just to see the other areas of the game. He had a great uh, verticality in the first half at the rim, which thwarted a, a layup for them. He just mixed it up a little bit. Um, used his size and uh, he's learning he's a really good prospect he's it's really exciting watching him play because you know the game kind of clicks when he's out there he's um, the ball moves and he he has a good feel for the game you know his dad's a coach and he he gets it he understands it but he's uh he's a young guy and he's he has a lot to learn but he's he's you know he's on a on a great path because of uh, the work that he's putting in every day he got minutes at the five, obviously with the foul trouble with the two, the two guys. But could Baldwin be some a different look for you playing him at the five? Could that sure. be a way that he could sneak his way a little bit into the edge of the rotation? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's. Uh, I would say he's more of a four who could, who we could slide down to the three rather than a five. Even despite his size, uh, I look him at him more as a as a three four. You know, playing him with Draymond uh, with Loon and even potentially both of them because of the way he shoots the ball. Um, he's a, he's, he really spaces the floor for us. You said before the game that Moses would play. He came in the first quarter 
plus six, what impressed you the most about him tonight? Just did a good job. He just came out and, and competed and played hard. And, um, you know, they, they, the game moved well while he was out there. And uh, I, I thought Moses did a good job. And speaking of the mid-range, Jonathan Kaminga had some nice mid-range shots early in the game. How much can that part of the game help him as well offensively? We like for JK to really attack the rim. Uh, he got to the line a couple times. Um, sometimes, you know, you get into the paint and um, the drive is cut off and he's got that pump fake. He's throwing a lot of fouls that way. And he's capable of making that little turnaround 10, 12 footer. So he's still, JK is, is coming along well. Steve, um, Kavan has 13 or more rebounds in five straight games now. I mean, we've, we've seen him do this, but that that's, pretty remarkable and that that you guys out rebound him just by a handful what what does that say about just what he does every single night? yeah it's his consistency um it's it's who he is now he's one of the elite rebounders um you know per minute in the game and um you know I, I, i'm so uh happy for loon because of what the work he's put in to get himself healthy you know if, uh, three seasons ago i think he played 20 games with the nerve stuff and, and he worked so hard he he's really um learned a lot from andre Iguodala over the years um he's um i told the coaching staff i think loon is the most mature person in the organization including the coaches you know i mean he's uh, he's just he's just a grown man who um, understands the job and puts in the work, puts on the hard hat every day. Um, there's no drama. There's, you know, he, when he, when we put him in, he plays well. And when we take him out, he understands we're just, you know, taking him out. And um, it's a joy to, to coach Kavan. He's been, we'd be in huge trouble without him. And, uh, and we don't win the championship without him last year. And probably a couple more. So what a what an incredible uh, rock he's been for us over the years. With knowing everything that Clay has been through, and for him to have a game like this tonight, where he has twelve threes, no no Draymond, no stuff, and for him to step up in that way, just what is it like to see him, you know, flourish like that? Yeah, I'm really happy for Clay. Um, you know, he's he's put in the work. I I, I really loved the the fact that he got seven rebounds i think you know we are are challenging him to get on the glass it, it, it's part of his evolution i th i think every player um every great player as they get older they have to evolve you know however whatever that means you know for michael jordan it meant going down to the block and becoming a low post player for you know magic it was he became a three point shooter and um and a great foul shooter didn't shoot the ball well early in his career. Um, so as you get older and you get banged up and you, you know injured, all that stuff, you you can't just expect to be the same player that you were five years ago. And I think Clay understands that. And the challenge is to be better defensively and and more vocal and a better leader and and a better rebounder and all those things because um, you know within the team he's he's now. He's now the elder, whereas he, he used to have plenty of elders around him. And so I, I think that's what uh, I'm excited about is I can I can see Clay starting to, you know, figure that out and see that forming with, with, with everything he's doing. Steve, I believe this is the 17th time you guys have been 500 this season. And I'm just curious how much you consider the record when you have a night like tonight where you have so many individual and positive victories um, looking at where you guys are at 30 and 30. 
Well, I'm proud of the guys tonight and, and, um, you know, they've, they've played hard all season long. We've had a lot of injuries and absences and, um, you know, adversity and, uh, we're hanging in and that's the, that's the point we we've got to hang in. Uh, we know that for us to do what we want to do, we've got to be healthy. That's pretty obvious. Um, so if we can hang in there, um, and get healthy down the stretch, then, um, you know, we feel like we can make make our run, but um, we got to get there. And just getting there means we're we're gonna have to to win, in, you know, every game we can until uh, till the you know the reinforcements are back. Going back to your answer to Maddie's question last night, Clay was saying how he and other elders on this team have to step up and be be better leaders as you guys kind of navigate this 500 season. But especially over the past couple of weeks with Steph out, and then with Steph out earlier dream on out tonight how have you seen I guess Clay tr- take on more of that leadership role really within like the past couple weeks instead of maybe the overall year since he's returned from his injuries he's a guy who has always taken great pride in his play and um, I think one of the hard things to do as a as a player is to to kind of get outside of yourself and and think about the group and and understand what the group needs. Um, these guys all work so hard on their their craft and and their own minds and bodies, and um, so it becomes a different role as you get older and you have to take on more leadership. So you know he's got to be the guy encouraging the younger players and um, acknowledging mistakes and keeping the spirit up and um, all that stuff is important and we need that from all of our older guys coach without Draymond to run the offense through at times how impressed were you with the way other players picked up some of that playmaking slack not in not only in terms of the assist but just getting you into your offense tonight that's a big part of the game for us when when Draymond is out we have to get um, organized I thought Ty Jerome came in did a nice job of helping out in that regard and um, you know we 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 just um that we there were stretches of the game where we we struggled to get into our offense and then um we found uh, some combinations that that clicked and and rode with them and um you know did enough to get the win all right so steve kerr there talking about clay thompson and his big night uh, the young guys contributing and uh, how can you how can you not mention Kevon looney and just uh, the ultimate professional and glue guy 13 rebounds couple of key ones that's the stabilizing force fifth straight game with 10 or more rebounds for Kevon Looney which uh, matches a career high uh, third time uh, in in his career uh, as well uh, let's uh, go ahead and pause here we'll come back we hope to hear from Clay Thompson 888-957-9570 we'll get to some text messages as well and we'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up here from the warrior shop inside Thrive City on 95.7 the game Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thompson calling for a screen. No, he says, get out of the way. I'm going on Kaminsky, one-on-one. Takes him right wing. Backs up to the dribble, down to three, down to two, fades and fires a three ball up and good for Clay Thompson. Confidence at a season high right now. Warriors up by six. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. All right, John Dickinson back here at Chase Center, actually Thrive City, Warriors shop here inside Thrive City in the West Plaza as uh, fans filing out of here and celebrating a Warriors 116-101 to victory over the Rockets. Vintage Clay Thompson night, 42 points on 12-17 from three, and the Warriors get a win that they had to have against a, a Rockets team that came in with the worst record in the NBA. 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Clay Thompson coming up here in just a moment. Uh, Want to keep everybody updated on maybe the game of the year in the NBA. I think it, it probably will, without much question, go down as the game of the year. Uh, Sacramento wound up winning tonight against the Clippers in double overtime, 176 to 175. Uh, incredible numbers from from this game down in Los Angeles. I'd mentioned in the opening segment the Clippers had a 14-point lead with about four minutes to go. The Kings tied it. Uh, the Clippers had a six-point lead with about two minutes to go in the second overtime, and the Kings finished the game on a 7-0 run to win it by a single point, 176 to 175 in two overtimes. And... Malik Monk went for 45 tonight, uh, De'Aaron Fox 42, and so the Clippers with the loss, the Warriors gained ground on them now in the Western Conference, and the Kings continue to hold on to the third spot and push a little bit closer toward even the second spot in the Western Conference, as surprising as that is. Uh, with Sacramento now nine games over 500, which is a new high watermark for them. They had been eight over a bunch of different times and lost each of the times that they had a shot to go to nine Uh, they're able to get to nine over tonight and so the Clippers lose drops them to 33 and 29 so with the Warriors back to 500 they're now just two games back of the Clippers who made a bunch of moves and Russell Westbrook played for the first time for the Clippers tonight uh, against Sacramento 
uh, down in L.A., but uh, the Clippers lose that game. So them and Dallas now neck and neck at, at five and six in the West. And uh, to get to six, it's only a game and a half of separation now for, for the Warriors, even at, at 30 and 30 and, and even as, as bleak as it has looked uh, recently with the Warriors getting back to, to struggling away from Chase Center. They're they're playing better at, at getting it going again inside Chase Center. The Warriors with, with six of the last seven now uh, at home. And so the, it has been the stabilizing factor for Golden State all year long. And as it has been, uh, 30 and 30, and they've got 23 home wins and, and 23 road losses uh, with the inverted records there, 23 and 7 and 7 and, and 23. And so as rough as the last couple of games were before the break, against the Clippers and coming out of the break against the Lakers down in Southern California, the, the Warriors, every time they've needed to have one, they've, they've been able to get it. And, and tonight, no different with Clay Thompson uh, going off for 42 and a plus 32 uh, for the Warriors in the minutes that, that Clay Thompson was on the floor. A couple of text messages to get to. Uh, 888-957-9570 on the Xfinity mobile text line. We're talking about Patrick Baldwin, uh, the 510. Baldwin's father prepared him well. Of course, Baldwin's fa father, uh, a coach, and he definitely has the look of a, of a coach's son uh, on the floor. Just steady, knows where to be. His shot is sweet looking. I know Steve Kerr before the game had talked about how Baldwin has the, the shot that that's that's so smooth for a, a taller player. It's just a, an unblockable type of a shot compared to even to, to Kevin Durant. Not that he's going to be a Kevin Durant type of a player, but just Durant always had that ability to raise. And when he raises, uh, just from from where he releases it and being so tall, it's just you're just not going to get to it. And so uh, you know, Baldwin was a, a factor. Uh, for the Warriors in this one. The, the, some of the young players were factors. Ty Jerome uh, helping to stabilize things, as Steve Kerr mentioned, during his post-game session. And you know, Baldwin was, was key tonight and somebody that, that maybe doesn't get an opportunity to play if Draymond Green had been healthy and, and available to play because he had been buried to a certain extent uh, on, on the depth chart with the others getting opportunities. So uh, Baldwin did this a little bit on that holiday homestand. We'll see if he's able to get more opportunities. I think the Warriors being as shorthanded as they have been and, and not having Andrew Wiggins, who's been out with the, the personal reasons, playing a, a role in that as well, uh, it, it led to an opportunity for Moses Moody. It led to an opportunity tonight with, with Draymond out for, for Patrick Baldwin Jr., and we'll see if if one thing that, that I think both players did tonight was they played well enough to earn a tap on the shoulder to go in the game the next night. And it's always evolving as to, to who's going to get out those kinds of, of opportunities uh, and the depth chart and who's available and who's not plays a big role in it. But the one thing you have to do is play well when your number is called. And I think you can make the case that Baldwin especially did that uh, tonight and and Moses Moody was a, a positive impact player for the Warriors throughout the night. In particular, more so I thought in the in the first half, and uh, Baldwin just looks comfortable. It, it, you know that that is just you know, right 
right there in front of you, you can tell that, that he looks comfortable. More of a cynical view uh, on the Xfinity Mobile text line uh, from the 510. Keys to victory tonight, play, uh, play a game against a team who can't shoot or defend at home. <laughs> a win is a win, but they should have blown them out more. I, I think at this point, and the, the Warriors are not in the business of, of rating wins right now. They, they, they'll take any win they can get against any opponent, whether it's, it's pretty or ugly, how hard they have to work to get it. Uh, to to stabilize and and still you know get Wiggins back get Steph Curry back uh, as uh, another texter from the the five one zero relays just get hot at the right time that's that's the most important thing there's no team that's that's that dominant in the NBA I think there's some Eastern Conference teams that that are are, are pretty dominant I think Boston at forty three and seventeen I think Milwaukee at forty two and seventeen I think I think those teams are pretty dominant Bucks have won thirteen in a row to essentially pull even with Boston at the top of, of the Eastern Conference. And then you've got Denver, who's right there at 42 and 18 and, and really separating themselves in the West. I mean, Denver's going to be the one seed in, in the, the Western Conference. Different team than that that the Warriors played last year, obviously, with, with Michael Porter Jr. in the fold and Jamal Murray back. And, and the Nuggets have revamped their team around Jokic, who's still playing as, as well as, as anybody but beyond maybe those three, uh, and they're really I, – I would agree with that text wholeheartedly, the, the fact that, that beyond those three, there really is not a, a dominant team. Uh, the Suns believe they're probably going to be able to, to make a run uh, and, and get you know, into that mix for, for maybe the three or the two. And then Memphis, I think, for the most part, has been underwhelming this season. You look at them at, at 35 and 23, and, and, and Sacramento – uh, we talked about their win tonight. You know, S- Sacramento, they win close games and they can score. And you know, tonight might be the most indicative game of the, the season that they're having. Uh, it just exemplifies all of it. <laughs> they put 176 on the board in two overtimes and they they win a game where they they win a game where they give up 175 points. Like if that's not the 22-23 Sacramento Kings, I don't know what else is. And you know, I had expected because of the defense for them to to potentially fade or the lack of defense, but it it's looking like they may be able to win 46, 47 games. Uh, you know, uh, to uh, they'd been kind of stuck around 7-8 over 500 for for a while now. And, you know, can Phoenix make a run to get to that point? Can the Clippers make a run to get to that point? I think so. But uh, I'm, I'm starting to believe Sacramento is going to be in the top six and, and avoid the, the play in glut. And that means if you're the Warriors and you want to avoid that, you got to be maybe catching Dallas at, at 32 and, and 29 to be able uh, to, to get in there. So 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from the man of the night, uh, Clay Thompson, as he met with the media uh, before we call it a night here uh, inside Chase Center, Bill King interview room. Here's uh, Captain Clay talking about uh, a big-time performance in this one. Uh, Steve was just saying how special it is just to see how far you've come that you can now play these back-to-backs and flourish and just shine. I mean, you you, you knew, you've, you've thought it would, would come, and you said it might take time, but how... How uh, gratifying is it for for you to perform like that? Oh, it's incredibly gratifying. I mean, I always uh, reflect on the years that I was not playing and 
I think about the times that I just was sideline watching and it was a, it was a weird time. And um, now it's easy to put everything in perspective and appreciate nights like this and just uh, appreciate being able to move my body and play with great pace, great flow, and not even hesitate or think about anything. And I give our performance staff all the credit in the world because uh, they pushed me through some really hard times. And I'm just incredibly grateful for our partnership. <clears throat> I think 14 of your first 15 shots, I think, were from three. Was it just a matter of yeah. getting open shots and taking them, or what was the deal? I think it was just, um, yeah, like you said, getting good looks from beyond the perimeter. Uh, and, you know, I got a lot of great looks off pin downs and split cuts and a couple dribble into three. So it was just one of those nights where, the, you know, I had the hot hand and it felt great. I can't even lie to y'all. Your numbers against the Rockets this year have been pretty impressive. Yeah. Are you aware of that? And And is that... I mean, are you paying these guys back for the years of in the past or what's going on there? I, I think it's just coincidence. Um, they're a young team. They got a lot of room to grow. Uh, I just think it's coincidence. Steve said that you're one of the elders now and with Draymond and Steph out. I mean, how much do you feel like you had to shoulder that yeah. responsibility of being a leader tonight and going forward? I just try to use my voice tonight. I try to be loud on defense, try to be encouraging on the bench. I actually saw a great video of Gino Ariema talking about his players and how he might not let the girls get in if they don't show great body language, how he watches game film, and um, he observes his players if they are engaging on the bench and if they're being a great teammate. And that resonated with me a lot. I mean, this year I would be in my own feelings because I wasn't shooting the ball well or I didn't feel like myself. And after hearing that, you know, Gino's been around so much greatness. Uh, and just reminded myself to be a leader. I've been here so long. I got to lead. I got to use my voice. And it was a great challenge for me tonight. I thought I took a good step. When did you watch that video? And is being like a leader like this something that you're comfortable with? Or is it something that you kind of have to work into? I saw that on an Instagram reel this afternoon. And it was really great. He's an incredible speaker. And then uh, it's, I'm not the most comfortable using my voice. But you know, you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's how you grow and to be great. And tonight I just uh, did a good job of leading by example and using my voice. Chris said he was almost as happy with your seven rebounds as he was anything else. And he said he had, they had been emphasizing that to you or the full game. <clears throat> uh, when have these conversations been taking place and yeah. what does it take for you to commit yourself to the full game? Uh, I actually talked to Steve and Bruce Frazier about it, or Q. And uh, Steve was just telling me how my game needs to evolve as I get older. Uh, he used Michael Jordan as an example of how when he got into his mid-30s, he became a, such an incredible low-post player. Not saying I'm Mike or anything, but I'm just say, saying, like, uh, I can evolve in other areas. Like, I mean, Q told me I'm going to go down as one of the greatest to ever shoot it, no matter if the ball goes in or not. And he's just telling me to go for triple doubles and become a round out my whole entire game. And I I felt those things because I wouldn't, those guys don't, they're straight shooters. They wouldn't tell me I'm capable of those things if I wasn't. So that really resonated with me. And I'm going to try and continue to rebound at a high rate and play make the rest of the season and my career. When they had that conversation with you? 
Uh, I had that conversation with Q last week, and me and Steve had a good talk this afternoon. And was that Jordan trying to take that uh, off the ball free throw there, and did you have to bump him off? I did, man. I told Jordan when he gets to my colossal age, he can he can have seniority. He said that's a bad excuse. So I'm like, buddy, it's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So uh, I know he was the free throw champ last year, but uh, I think I got a little better percentage this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do that. Sorry, young fella. And Clayton, the the past few weeks, you've you've had um, some crazy explosions. The the two 12 point games, you had three uh, 40 point games, and um, do you just feel like at this point, like you're you're really back? But you're playing in back to backs. I mean, do you feel like you're at your pre injury form now? I don't like to talk about vintage me or am I my old self. I just think uh, I'm being myself, and I was capable of these things in the past. And as long as my wrists still work, my feet work, I'll forever be able to shoot the rock. So. It's just about hunting great shots, and tonight I, I did that. Yeah, Clay Thompson, uh, he's tamped that down. That the, the talk and the conversation about you know pre versus post injury a, a couple of different times, but uh, and and I think you know along those lines is the the conversation about evolving and and changing the game, and I think we're, we're seeing you know Clay Thompson become with Steve Kerr talking about the rebounding and doing different things the way Michael Jordan did as his his career went on and, and a lot of the, the great players throughout history have, have had to do. I think what we're seeing with the evolution of, you know, Jordan Poole last year, he's he's been up and down this year and, and struggled at times, but I think what we've seen is Clay almost becoming more of a, a forward in today's NBA where teams are getting smaller and smaller and maybe he doesn't have the lateral quickness that he had before as far as defensively being able to to guard the the spark plug little point guards that 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 run around a lot and and have the ball in their hands and are looking to slash and attack the basket but but he's got the ability and and he did in the playoffs and during the finals in particular to guard to guard threes and guard fours even and 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 use his strength to his advantage and I think as as Clay moves up and we've seen the Warriors whether it's Poole and Steph playing together DiVincenzo's been in the mix you know the Warriors ultimately are going to want to go small as an advantage here you know down the stretch once they're whole and once they can get Steph back and even Gary Payton the second and and in the playoffs they're not going to go bigger (laughs) they're going to go smaller and with the guards that the Warriors have at, at different spots on this roster, I think that the smartest way to do that is to have a guy like Clay Thompson, who used to be a two that guarded a lot of ones. He may be a, a three or a four that, that guards you know, threes and, and, and fours at different times, and, and you start to evolve. But if you're going to do that, you're obviously going to have to rebound the basketball. That was where the Warriors were able to, to get away with being able to go small last year in the playoffs and have so much success with it they, they collectively rebounded the ball well enough to to have that stand up all right final couple of minutes here uh, John Dickinson at the Warrior shop in Thrive City in the West Plaza uh, Warriors beat the Rockets tonight 116 to 101 uh, let's set the table uh, for what's coming up here uh, on 95.7 the game is uh, I'll be back quick turnaround tomorrow join me and, and Whitey Gleason as we'll have Warriors this week for you that's from 10 a.m. until 1 uh, here on 95.7 the game is uh, we'll be taking your phone calls breaking down this one the the vintage clay performance and the Warriors finding themselves in survival mode once again as they try to 
keep themselves afloat long enough to make a run here now with just 22 games to go and the Warriors at 30 and 30, uh, 17th time this season that the Warriors have been exactly 500 and they'll try to gain ground on one of the teams that, that they're tied with in the Western Conference playoff race, the Timberwolves in at 31 and 31. And, and you look at the rest of this homestand for the Warriors quickly here. Uh, the Timberwolves are a team that the Warriors are tied with. That's the next opponent Sunday. Then Portland is in. That's a team that the Warriors are a game and a half ahead of them and one in the loss column. Then the Clippers are in, who the Warriors are chasing, and just two back with the Clippers' loss to the Kings and that epic two-overtime thriller in L.A. So the Warriors are only two back of the Clippers, as loaded as the Clippers are uh, with some of the moves that they've made of late. And then the Pelicans are another team that the Warriors play to close out the, the homestand and the Pelicans are the exact same record as the Warriors with 22 games to go, 30 and 30. And that's a team that's going to have a couple of trips into Chase Center here between now and, and the end of the regular season. So as bleak as it's looked at times, as much as there's been fits and starts and and nights where Clay looks like the vintage old Clay, and other nights where it looks like this Warriors team can't beat anybody, uh, the the goal ultimately is still there for them uh, to be to be had and to be achieved uh, with the 22 games that that remain uh, on the season for the Warriors. 11 at home, 11 on the road, but the next four at home where the Warriors find themselves sitting uh, with a 23 and seven record, which is third best in the Western Conference. All right, that'll do it. Uh, Warriors this week tomorrow from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Join me and Whitey Gleason for that. And then we'll be back on Sunday from Chase. Early start time. Typically the the Sunday weekend games are 5.30. That's a 4.30 tip, which means 3.30 Warriors live. I'll have that for you here from Chase as the Warriors take on the Timberwolves. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Warriors beat the Rockets 116-101, to and you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 